email comes from Morty Ness. He says, as always, the shir is great, and it's an amazing schus to be part of the MDY Chabura. He goes on to say, he's been following the sugya of Marar, and after learning through the sugya, he realized that his minig, like many others, to eat romaine lettuce together with horseradish, with chrein, might not be according to what he learned in the Gemara. One is bitter, one is sharp, and the main mitzvah is with romaine lettuce, because that's mentioned first in the Mishnah. Obviously, it's been a minig Yisrael to use chrein, but this is mainly because it was difficult to get romaine in Europe, as the Mishnah Brewer notes. As a result of learning the sugya, I'll use this year exclusively romaine for maror and combine it with chrein for kairach, all the best, Mordechai Ness. If a person eats a full kazais of raw carbon pesach, belela seder, that's the isidar raisa, mefurish in the tyra. What if he eats a kazais of roasted carbon pesach, the way it's supposed to be eaten on lela seder, but he eats, he eats it erev pesach, also a lav. How do we know it's a lav? It doesn't mention anything in the tyra. This is a lav, habom chlal asay, is considered asay, you're over an asay. The Torah says, you shall eat it at night, meaning you shouldn't eat it during the day. But Rabbi Yudah holds that any time the parsha starts with the word leymar, it flips this asay into a lav. We see so by the sarua of a color. The Torah tells us that if a person has an animal with a mum, one of its limbs is larger than the other, one eye is larger than the other, one foot is longer than the other, donate it for monetary purposes to the Beis HaMikdash, not for a carbon. So I can learn from that that if a person takes a perfectly healthy animal and donates it to the Beis HaMikdash, he's over on the lav. It's a, it's a lav above mechlal asay, asay, and we flip it into a lav. The word leymar can be read loy neemar. It says no, or lav neemar. There's a lav that's said over here. And that's dafka when there's a asay, a lav above mechlal asay, says Taisvis. If a person, a baker, has a bowl of water which he soaks his hands, he dunks his hands to wash it off occasionally, so his hands are full of flour, we're concerned that there's chametz in the water, so you should spill it out on an incline, and if there's uneven surfaces and there's a lot of water, you shouldn't spill it there because it'll gather and it'll become chametz. Rabbi Yudha says the famous halacha, that a person, woman, who's kneading dough should use maim shalanu, water that slept overnight. The idea is to cool off the water. The earth is warmer during those months, and warm water could create chametz. Gemara says a very funny story. Rav Masna said this over in a city called Pupanya, and he said the word Mayim Shalanu, and everybody thought he's talking about his water. So they all came with their jobs and said, Rebbe, can we please have water? He said, no. I was talking about water that slept overnight. Lina, not Lanu. Chazanish points out, it's to teach us the idea of Emunas Chachamim. They, they realized something is wrong. But he said so, so they listened. Rav says it's also to knead the dough in the sun because of the heat and not with water that was heated up by the sun, and not water that comes off a pot that's suspended above a flame, even though the flame is extinguished now, the pot is still very hot. When a person is making matzah, they should finish doing what they're doing, they shouldn't do anything else, and a woman who's kneading the dough, she has two bowls of water. One bowl she uses to baste the matzah, and one to soak her hands in it, to cool off her hands, that her hands shouldn't create heat in the dough. What if a woman, or a man, uses water that was heated up in the sun. Machlaikis, even though it's Aser, but Marzitra says if she was over and that she did so, you're allowed to use the matzah, just like we said that you're not allowed to soak barley in water, and if one was over, you just take a look at it. If they split, you can't use it, but if they didn't split, you could use it. So too, Chacham were in geyser. Ravashi says no. Over there, they weren't geyser. Ayos, they were geyser, perhaps. Maybe the a because she was over and an Isser, the Rabbana. And with that, we finished the Perek, 
Cholsha, the very famous parak. And now we're starting parak the Elo Ivrim or Elo Ivrim. The Mishnah gives us two categories. There's a category of chametz that's a tyrovus, a mixture. For instance, Kuta Chabavli, the famous smelly spoiled milk with moldy bread that they used to use, they used to eat, that has a mixture of bread in it. But you don't see the bread. Or beer from Madai. You don't see it. And chametz Edain. These are the vinegar, you put a little barley in the beer, a little barley in the vinegar, awesome. Then there's another category of chametz nuksha, which we'll get to soon. Before the churban abayis, the wine that came for the nesachim, for the libations on the, on the mizbeach, came from Yehuda. And Yehuda, therefore, was zaycha, that their wine never turned into vinegar. So, and after the churban, as we know, Klai Yisrael and Edom can't be on the same level. So once Klai Yisrael fell, Rahman Edom went up. So it became Edom's wine that didn't spoil, and they had to put in barley in order to make it into vinegar. Before the Churban, if you bought produce, you bought vinegar from an Amaretz, you don't have to take Maiter, because we have a Chazaka that it comes from Temet, not from actual wine. And Temet is very inexpensive, so we're not Chayshish that the Amaretz won't give Maiter from that. Or we could say that it's made from lees. Amaratzim are chosha that they didn't take. But since it's made from lees, you have to take meiser. And if it's made from the, from the seeds of the grape, then you don't have to take meiser. In our days, if you buy vinegar from Amaretz, you have to take meiser. Then the Mishnah goes on, Zisum Hamitri, which is a third of, bar, third of it is made out of barley, according to our puppet, it's wheat, a third saffron and a third salt. You soak it, you toast it, you grind it. And this is great from Pesach to Shavuos. And in the list of Nuksha, we have Zoymin Shel Tzavayim. This is bran water that paints redskins. Amelin Shel is bread made out of wheat that didn't even grow a third. And that's in order to grab the froth off the top. And you have Devik Shel from glue of shoemakers, or even Soyfram used it to glue the paper together. Once we're talking about Kutach Habavli, that nasty food, Kutach, it has three things. It's metamtem salev, it clogs the heart because it's made out of whey, which is a derivative, a byproduct of milk. It blinds one because the salt is melech's daimus and people put their fingers in their eyes and it weakens the body from the moldy bread. Says the Gemara, very fine bread and fat meat that comes from a goat that never gave birth and wine that's aged three years old gives special strength to the body it helps the eyesight, it increases the eyesight, and it lessens the body's waste. Typically, these items, they don't have any side effects. Typically, if you take medicine, it'll help the heart, but it'll hurt the eyes, for instance. Not these things. And also, you could add to the list fresh ginger and long peppers. These are things that have no side effects, have a wonderful day.